flips it to the near side. And this is Ayuk close to the goal line. He's going to be marked out at the one. Ooh. Oh, boy. They're taking a look at it. They're I think he might have. I think there's a chance he might have got it in. After review, it is a touchdown. The game is over. And the San Francisco 49ers pull it out. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday morning. We react to week 14 in the NFL. We'll look ahead as well to tonight, a gigantic Monday night football game, the Rams at the Cardinals. The uh, Cardinals really could put a, a lock on the NFC West with a win. Right now, let's talk about it all with our Odyssey NFL insider, Michael Lombardi. He's joining us in the Roman Guest Line. You can also hear Michael on GM Shuffle, his weekly podcast available on the Odyssey app. Mike, we played you in with a, a highlight there of the Bengals 49ers game yesterday. 49ers win that game. I'm curious how you look at this 49ers team now. They're on a roll. Uh, they've played really good football outside of the one they dropped last week. But for the most part, over a month now, pretty good football, really good football the 49ers they're kind of in that no man's land they're better than the seven seed teams they're fighting with they're not quite as good as the top teams do you give san francisco a chance mike to make some noise in the nfc playoffs well i mean you know look they they can run the football they they, they can play good defense they can rush the passer when they play in front they're always a little bit of a problem for teams uh you know when they get behind in games with their offensive line and their drop back pass game isn't always uh, conducive for that so I mean they have to play their style but you know and, and they haven't been healthy all year so you know most of the time they're missing guys especially in the secondary but they've rallied they've come back I mean you know Jimmy Garoppolo has played really well for them over the last month of the season although nobody would talk about it uh, you know since they beat the Rams I think they've played really well and in Seattle you know they they, they lost that game it was probably uh, one they had you know Seattle kind of should have should have had that game taken out of control except for Gerald Everett's mistakes inside the five-yard line. But uh, I think, look, they play well. They got Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston, and the Rams left. I mean, they can easily win all four of those games. Uh, Michael, Tennessee Titans really were not on my radar coming off the bye, laying a big number more than a touchdown against Jacksonville. Then that story comes out on Saturday. I'm like, well, I've, I've got to bet on the Titans. And they've been stewing a couple of bad losses off the bye. Uh, everything happening with Urban Meyer. What, what happens when the regular season comes to a close with Meyer? Is this going to end after one season? Well, I mean, it should end after one season, right? I mean, I don't know how it's going to get better. I mean, I just tweeted out before I came on. I mean, I was told by somebody in the building it's a lot worse than even Tom Pelissero indicated. Like, I think the, the report was tend to be a little watered down than it really is. I think it's bad inside that building. I think it's really bad inside that building. And, and uh, uh, you know, and Urban doesn't – look, here's the problem. It's a fundamental issue, right? Urban can't solve any problems. He's always been a recruiter. He's always been able to out-recruit people, five stars. You know, we'll get this guy. But in terms of going in and fixing the offense, I mean, you've got a franchise quarterback that you spent a lot of money on who doesn't look like a franchise quarterback. And you better fix that. And if you're Shaq Khan – you can't let Urban's contract deter you from really what is the number one task at hand, which is fixing your culture and fixing your quarterback. I think they need to do it. And if he doesn't do it, it's an indication that he's not paying attention to his own team. 
Yeah, and that handshake with Vrabel was just weird, too. Uh, good morning, Mike. I just want to get your thoughts on Lamar Jackson's injury. Uh, what are you hearing, and do you think he'll play against the Packers? You know, I, I was told that it, that it could potentially be a high ankle sprain. They weren't sure after the game. They're calling it a low ankle, but I think they're concerned that it could essentially be a high ankle sprain. Uh, I could think you see by the line. I don't know what, what BetQL has the line today, but it opened up at 7. And for, for, for that line to open up at 7, it kind of thinks that the, the people setting these numbers don't think that Lamar's going to play in the game. So, uh, you know, that's kind of an indication. Some places have it off the board. But ones that did open at seven, and I mean, that that's probably the correct line based on Baltimore's secondary, how beat up they are on defense. I mean, it was a, really a, a, a miracle that Baltimore was able to get as close as they did in that game. I mean, Cleveland, you know, scored 17 points with their offense against a, a secondary that's just completely de de deprived of talent. And it really doesn't send great messages, even though Cleveland won, that Cleveland has turned this thing around at all. Mike, uh, I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys and their win yesterday over the Washington football team. And, and the best player on the field for my eyes yesterday was Micah Parsons. He's now up to third in the defensive player of the year odds. Forget rookie of the year, player of the year on the defensive side. He was the 12th pick. It was a great pick by the Cowboys. Do you think teams miss? What do you think teams miss? Because he's rushing the quarterback as a pass rusher. He's playing linebacker. I feel like if this was the thought coming into the draft, there's no way he gets out of the top five, let alone the top ten. Yeah, no doubt. He should have been in the top five. There's, uh, I mean, he could, he's a difference maker on defense. And, you know, I think a lot of people weren't sure whether he was going to be, you know, I don't think you saw him rush the passer like that at Penn State. You saw him dominate. You saw him run sideline to sideline. But, you know, not playing his senior year and taking the COVID year out probably pushed him down a little bit, although it shouldn't have because his tape as a junior was outstanding. But a lot of this is positional fit. You know, where does he fit? How does he work within the framework of your defense? And you're right. He should have been a top five pick. There's no doubt about it. Mike, the uh, Bears put up 30 points, and Matt Nagy's team still can't come anywhere uh, close. Well, they were kind of close, but they don't cover the point spread because he's, uh, he's too busy making sure we get uh, more field goals or we don't go for it fourth and inches. Well, they were a double-digit dog at the Packers last night. Uh, Why do you get your overall thoughts on Green Bay? They come off the bye, and in the back of most people's minds, we're thinking, man, this is scary. They're going to get healthier with some of their all pros. But they get another injury on the offensive line. Rodgers just talking about the toe feels worse after the game, and the special teams were a complete disaster. Where are we on Green Bay? Well, Green Bay special teams have been a complete disaster all year, and this is why, mm -hmm. to me, Rodgers is the MVP, because he covers up so many of the sins. I mean, most people that lose three starting offensive linemen can't function. And yet, you know, even though, you know, those linemen that are playing in there aren't exactly the highest level of talent, Rodgers makes it work. I mean, he should have been sacked about four or five times last night. He kind of got out of it and makes some incredible throws after he does it, too. I mean, he's the, he's the most valuable player in the league. I don't think there's any doubt about it. He's carrying that team. He's carrying the special teams. And right now, because of the injuries on defense, he's carrying the defense. And as we know, he carries the offense. I mean, he allows LaFleur to get away with things that most coaches can't get away with. You know, not chipping the ends. You know, leaving, getting five out in a route, and Rodgers makes it all work because he's so good. And, you know, I think we saw in Kansas City when Rodgers doesn't play, this is not a team that's of the highest level. And I think that was pretty clear. I think he's the MVP. I think he can take him as far as that little toe will, will allow him to take him. <laughs> 
Uh, speaking of injuries, now that Lamar's uh, banged up, who do you think wins the AFC North? We were just discussing this. The Joes are on the Browns. I just grabbed the Bengals plus 230. Would you like to join me in that? Who do you think wins the AFC North? Join you in that, Aaron. I think the Browns, I think the Browns are, are not very good. I mean, they can't score points. I mean, they cannot get the ball in the end zone. Even, you know, Baker's going against a bad secondary. I know – you know, Baker is hurt, all that stuff. But the reality of it is, is they can't move the ball. I mean, their offense is is not very good. And if you take away the Miles Garrett touchdown, you know, that, that's another game where they score 17 points. I mean, they score 10 against Baltimore the last time they played them. They scored 13 against Detroit. They scored 7 against New England. Cincinnati, they had an aberration game where they turned the ball over. Pittsburgh, they scored 10. Denver, they scored 17. Arizona, they scored 14. I mean, they can't score. They can't score, and they can't convert third downs, and they're horrible on red zone defense. Now, it showed up yesterday that they won, but that game shouldn't have been as close as it was. But I think when they play against good teams, I think they'll have trouble against the Raiders this week because if the Raiders bounce back with any, with any kind of competitive fiber after getting humiliated in Kansas City, you know, they can throw the ball on the secondary. And if they protect especially if they protect Garrett, they, they can run the ball and they can throw it. And so this will be a really hard game for the Browns this week. I, I just don't see it. I think the Bengals are the most talented team. I think they make way too many mistakes from a coaching standpoint, but I think they're the most talented team. Mike, uh, we're talking Mike Lombardi, Odyssey NFL Insider here. Mike, let's look ahead to Thursday night here because it, it really it will impact the future of the AFC West. The Chiefs have been on a good run. They just blow the doors off the Raiders yesterday and a pretty easy win by the Chargers against the Giants with Mike Lennon at quarterback. Now they're going to play each other Thursday night in Los Angeles. We know the first time they played, it was a Charger victory. Uh, Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point road favorites. What do you expect in this matchup? Do you think it flips this time, or do, you, or do you think the Chargers have something on the Chiefs? Well, I mean, look, this Chief defense has been unbelievably opportunistic, right? In the last three weeks, they've turned the ball over 11 times by their opponents. 11 times. Yesterday was five. Against Denver, they did it three times. Against Dallas, they did it three. You know, and, and they've been great. I mean, they went for the, when they played the Chargers in week two of the season, week two, week three, week, week three, week four, week five, they didn't even create a turnover on defense. But then it started in the second half of the Washington game. I mean, their defense has played really well. Now, they gave up 400 yards to Denver. Denver ran the ball effectively. I think this will be a really good game. I think that you're playing against an elite quarterback in Justin Herbert, especially if Keenan Allen can come back and play with Mike Williams and some of these other players. I think it'll be the first time we'll see them tested in terms of can they handle it. I mean, the Raiders, when they played them a while back, I mean, the Raiders had a chance in that game, you know, until Deshaun Jackson dropped that pass and turned that ball over, then the game became a rout. So, I don't know if the Chiefs are all the way back, but their defense is opportunistic. If they don't create those turnovers, can they still win? That's going to be the question. Michael, the uh, sports books are a little sad today because they got hammered over the weekend. For just the second time this season, favorites have a winning week. Uh, they were 12 and one straight up, 11 and two against the spread. While uh, you know the storyline throughout the season has been uh, the underdogs have done very well. Is this your outlier, or are we going to see more of this in the final month, favorites winning and covering? I think we're going to see more of this. I think especially considering that the NFL will allow uh, you to interview coaches who are under contract the final two weeks of the season. So that means if you have a job opening, you can interview, which I think is going to create a lot of interim coaches. And then I think there's just a lot of bad teams. I mean, look, 
I don't know how the Jets were only a five-and-a-half-point dog to the Saints yesterday. I mean, the Jets are not a good team, especially with Zach Wilson at quarterback. You know, I mean, tell me what dog you really wanted to take yesterday. Did you want to take the Giants and Mike Lennon? I mean, you know, I, I don't know if they could have set that line high enough for me to say, okay, I like the Giants here. You know, did, mm-hmm. were you going to take Jacksonville with all that d- dysfunction? I mean, the Seattle-Houston game was really kind of a close game that you felt like Houston was going to cover that number, and yet it kind of just ran away from us. And Davis Mills played great. He threw for over – it was the leading passer of the week. I mean, it was incredible, but he still didn't cover. So I think there's a lot of bad teams. I think there's a lot of bad teams. And I think when they go against good quarterbacks, they have a hard time covering. I mean, last night was – was, to me, you know, if you took the, if you took the Bears in the 12-and-a-half or whatever it closed at, I mean, you're sitting there thinking, okay, I got this one. And then you still don't cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you take a look at this Week 15 board, and gosh, there's not, there's really no dogs I want to take this week either. Are there any games that you like that you've seen um, for week, te- week 15 that you're going to take, Michael? I think I would take Cincy. I mean, I think that line will flip. I think Cincy will end up being the favorite against Denver before the week's out. I think they have a really good chance. I think if you look at some of the betting action that's going on right now, you know, and, and Monday morning is always a good time to look at the betting action because you'll see a little bit of basically it's people with algorithms and power rankings that are looking at numbers and seeing a disparity of what their number is compared to what the book number is. And, and I think like the Green Bay game, I think that number is going to drive up from seven, especially if Lamar doesn't play. You know, so I think that's going to be a question mark. And I think you'll see a lot of close games. I like Cincy versus Denver. I really do. I think Cincy's the better team with the better quarterback. I think that always favors you. I mean, Atlanta, San Francisco, that line's eight and a half. I mean, it opened up at eight, eight, and it went right up to eight and a half. So it's going to be some harder lines. I think there's better dogs this week than there were last week. Mike, let's talk about tonight. Gigantic game in the NFC West. It will go a long way to determine this division. If Arizona wins, they really – uh, have a lock on this thing with the two wins over the Rams. The number is two. Cardinals favor by two points. This is one of those lines that hasn't moved much this week. I mean, this is sat since the middle of last week at about two. What's your thought on this game? We know when they played earlier this season in L.A., the uh, the Cardinals won this game by a, a pretty sizable amount. Well, I mean, the Rams have some COVID issues, right? Rob Haberstein, their right tackle, is, is out. He's on the COVID list. I mean, I think this is really hard for the Rams because that offensive line, as we've seen, when they played against good teams, they've had a hard time blocking. They've had a really hard time controlling the line of scrimmage, and Stafford's taken a lot of hits. And I think Vance Joseph has done a really good job with this Arizona defense. And I think Kingsbury, you know, he finally has his team healthy now. He went into Chicago. He didn't have to throw the ball. I mean, Kyler Murray threw for like 130 yards in the game. I like Arizona tonight. I think they're the better team. I think they'll, they'll, they'll be able to, to show that. I mean, they've got all their players back, uh, albeit that J.J. Watt's not going to be in the defensive front. But I think they can control the line of scrimmage. Look, if you're going to beat the Rams, you've got to punch them in the mouth. You've got to be physical with them. And I think the Cardinals can. Mike, we appreciate it. We'll talk next week. That was Mike Lombardi on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. Yes, that game is big tonight. We'll preview that. On the other side, we got to dive into the NFC. Three teams battling for the number one spot. Who's going to get it? And that Micah Parsons, Defensive Player of the Year, his odds are just jumping here. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks for Becky All Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook.
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.